Today on Locked On A's, I am joined by Bryce Patterick of Locked On Rangers. We are checking in with what's going down in Texas. Is it time to start buying in on the Texas Rangers? I talked to my good buddy Bryce and we get the lowdown on all of that. Also, while you guys are here, tomorrow I'm going to be having Paul Holden of Locked On Rockies talking about uh, the differences between our ownership and front office. That's going to be a great conversation. And then I'm also going to be talking with Stacy Gotsoulias of Locked On Yankees and uh, trying to figure out a Matt Olson trade and just keep going with the trend of sadness that we have going here at Locked On A's because the end is nigh. All right, but here, enjoy my talk with Bryce Patterick of Locked On Rangers. You are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. And you are locked on to the Texas Rangers. You are also locked on to the Oakland A's. This is a crossover episode with the one, the only, the fantastic Jason Burke. I know I'm the one that's bringing this in, and I'm the one on the right, which usually the person bringing it is on the left. If you're confused, we made the graphic for the last time that we did this show. We didn't want to make another one. So I'm hosting, but also on the right. We're throwing off the, the cultural boasting. norms. <laughs> <laughs> hosting and boasting and... um toasting my uh, coke zero yeah cheer, cheers to that bryce um yeah so if you oh, basically we're just going to talk about some some a stuff some ranger stuff get a feel for how the offseason is going to be going and uh, not putting a lot of effort into making the graphics because we put all of the efforts into the research for this show that's where <laughs> we are we're gonna have a great time <laughs> bryce how the heck are you uh, you know, I'm I'm doing all right. You know, it is the off season. Um, the Rangers are being linked to Clayton Kershaw. Um, they're also being linked to, uh, you know, a, a few other big names. And so uh, maybe next year won't suck as badly as this year did. I don't know. I, I'm I'm am I dare I say hopeful about baseball? I, should you be though? Um, Probably not. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> When did you guys start sucking? That's my question. Um, 2020. Like 20, like, was it? It yeah, was like was it just 2020. So it was really two? like, <clears throat> so there's a, there's a short answer. It's 2020. Um, that's when the full, the full on bottom falling out. Like, all right, this team just for real sucks. Um, they're scrappy in 2017. They made game 163. Uh, 2018, mm-hmm. they kind of, you know, fooled themselves into thinking they were competitive. It was, it was Adrian Beltre's last year. You had to try and do something. Um, yeah. 2019, was a fun, scrappy team. They were competitive for the first half, kind of fell off in the second half. Like Hunter Pence was really great the first half of there. That was kind of Joey Gallo's breakout year. And then the wheels started kind of falling off. Joey got hurt. Um, Pence, I think, also got hurt and wasn't quite as good when he came back. But yeah, basically 2020. So like of the many things that I disliked the Rangers doing, them leaning into like the full tank, or not really even leaning into, just kind of accidentally falling into it. Starting in the 60 game season was really nice. It just kind of eased you into it. Like, all right, here's a little, <laughs> little, little two months of sucking at baseball. Get ready because next year it's going to be three times that much uh, time of sucking at baseball. And so I appreciate uh, them for that. I mean, but that's the way you got to do it sometimes. And 
honestly, it's probably a little bit helpful as a fan of a tanking team to only do it for that one season, but then everybody's getting closer to being a free agent or a little bit more development if you are rebuilding on some guys. And so there's, it couldn't have been that bad. I guess there, there's some some light at the end of the tunnel, I guess is what I'm going for, uh, for the teams that weren't trying necessarily. The A's did try and failed again. And then they didn't try that offseason. So here we are. Um, I, I was curious, after the 2021 season, well, how did you take the 2021 season? Because obviously the, the Rangers weren't necessarily going for it or anything. How would you grade the Rangers season for what it was? Uh, were, were there some bright spots that you were looking forward to seeing in 2022? Or, yeah, that's the question. Go with that. Answer um, that, Chris. <laughs> how, would I, how would I rate this season? How did I take it? Well, I took it like several, maybe 162 swift kicks to the nuts um, is what about this season was. Um, yeah. Uh, well, losing... except, no, no, there was 20 or 19 games where they played the A's and, you know, were jerks about it. So <laughs> it was only like 143, 100, 103 swift kicks to the nuts. Um, and then, you know, you got to add in another, actually, you know what? 103 were the losses. Um, and then you add in however many, the math makes it, I think it's 59, um, that were all just Joey Gallup being traded. That's worth at least 59 swift kicks to the nuts. So um yeah that's about how i took it this year um there are always some bright spots Elvis garcia was fun um and then the baseball Writers association of america showed that they didn't watch any texas rangers baseball which you know if you're a normal person or a rangers fan i wouldn't blame you for that but if you're a baseball writer trying to figure out who are the best rookies and you don't watch one of the best rookies and see oh look he actually did this for a whole season as opposed to 70 games then um you know i tend to get upset but yes there are definitely some bright spots for next year, mostly people who are coming up because a lot of people who are sticking, sticking around outside, like a few arms of the bullpen, Dane Dunning, um, Taylor Hearn was a huge bright spot. That was great. Him earning his spot back in the rotation where he hadn't been since I believe 2018, maybe 2019. It's been a hot minute since his uh, major league debut. So, and he was legitimately really good down the stretch. So that's exciting. Both of those two guys are solid. Um, Adolis is fun. Um, not quite the uh, world beater that he was in the first month of the season, um, or I guess in the month of May, but still a lot of fun moments. And uh, Texas Tech, former Texas Tech baseball player, current, um, I guess, kind of future Texas Ranger Josh Young at third base will be up, and that will be incredibly fun. Um, love me, my, my Texas Tech boys, um, and him especially, because he's very good at baseball. So who would... Who are the tent poles of this organization right now? You, you mentioned some guys, but who, who, I guess, is the centerpiece or the core of this team heading into 2022? And we'll get into some of the offseason plans uh, moving forward. But who are you trying to build around right now? Outside of Jonah Heim, who is obviously the best catcher that has ever worn a Rangers uniform. Um, he came over from the A's. But um, um <laughs> yeah, I mean, including Pledge Rodriguez, yes. <laughs> and <laughs> also um, oh my, oh my gosh, I'm I'm forgetting I'm forgetting his name. Uh, Jim Sunberg, also a former Texas Ranger. Who? Um, Who? A very, very good catcher. <laughs> Goodness gracious, learn your history. Young man, learn Jonah your history. High, number one. <laughs> um i like but, jonah, uh, and this isn't slander of jonah heim i love jonah heim I'm no I, I love jonah being heim too. facetious He's... but uh i i thoroughly enjoy jonah heim that's 
all that I really mm-hmm. wanted to say there. All right, sorry, yeah. go ahead. Um, well, it's it's kind of a question mark. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you who they should have been building around, Joey Gallo. They should have actually given him, uh, you know, worthwhile contract extension. But since they floated him an absolute joke of an offer, it was pretty apparent that they his him and his agent didn't respond. They're like, this is not anywhere close to what we're worth. Like so much to the point that you're obviously not serious about it. So just trade him because he is worth much more than you guys are willing to pay. So that's like the, the truth and honest answer, but there's not a whole lot of like young, young guys. I mean, Nathaniel Lowe is kind of like as close to a a centerpiece as you can get, which is um, not great. He had a fine season. Like it was just fine. He couldn't really hit fastballs. He hit breaking balls really well. He had a pretty good on base, bad defender. Um, not a whole lot of power as much as you would want from a predominantly offense first first baseman. Um, Isaiah Connor Falefa is fantastic at what he does, um, but struggles a lot at what he doesn't. What he doesn't is hit for power and walk. And he is an excellent defender, uh, excellent base runner. Like seriously, one of the best defenders in baseball. I don't think people appreciate that enough about him. Um, but he hits a lot of singles and does defense and that, you know, is great and fun. But at some point you got to walk a bunch and hit for power. If, if IKF had the 357 on base that Nathaniel Lowe had this year, I would be over the moon. But um, instead his on base was 312, which is not great for a guy who has very, very little power. Um, he did hit eight home runs this year, which is a big improvement for him. But like, again, it's not a whole lot of power. One quick question on IKF, because uh, he is a very underrated guy, and I know that because you tell me all the time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, is his strike zone, does he know the strike zone, I guess is my question. Is he chasing balls uh, that are away from him? What, what, what's his deal with not walking? Because I'm an ace he's fan, just, and everybody knows very- the zone. He's very aggressive. He knows the zone. He has a really he does a really good job of like not he doesn't swing and miss a whole lot. He makes pretty decent contact. Um, but he's just very aggressive. He's just swinging at a lot of pitches. Um, pitchers are throwing him like a lot of strikes because, you know, he's not a, a big bomber. Um, and usually he's been hitting like, uh, you know, first or second in the lineup. So you got to get this guy out so that there's nobody on base for the big swingers behind him in uh joey and adoles garcia but yeah that's the the basic tenet with him yeah i i like it um should we send it over to our our first of two breaks today bryce yes we absolutely should and all you know, right i did not pull those up so you're in charge. that's all right i've already i've already got it up you know i'm, I'm here to talk about our first sponsor today betonline.ag um you know we're back and better than ever there's a new web interface for the start of basketball season and more props odds and lines than ever before you know bet remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today receive your 50 percent welcome bonus just use that promo code what is it jason I actually uh, locked locked on. Locked, locked on. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were doing a bit or not. Um, no, I legit forgot. I was like, "Is it the other one?" No, it is locked on because it's one <laughs> word, all caps, locked on. You're, you're gosh darn right it is. And you know, from basketball, <laughs> football, NHL, boxing, UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest. 
way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Boom. Boom. Now, <laughs> let's talk about some, some baseball and about the A's. Um, the A's Ooh. who recently lost their manager um, to San Diego, and it just... It makes me sad because they, they have such a good team, had such a good team this year, and um, also makes me sad that they made me look dumb for picking them to win the division. Actually, I don't look dumb for that um, because I would never pick the Astros, and it was literally just those two options if I didn't want to look like an absolute fool um, going into <laughs> next season. But it, it seems like the A's are like on the verge of like tearing it down and, and rebuilding again. Who is it that the A's are about to lose that they're going to be – trading before they can you know get to free agency where the a's would not pay them and then lose them for nothing um who are the guys that are um looking like they're on their way out excellent question um it could be everybody it could be a couple <laughs> of guys uh that is one of the questions of the a's offseason is how deep is this rebuild gonna go are they gonna just try and trim a little bit of salary and you know trade Matt Olson, who has two years of control and is coming off of, in in some baseball seasons, an MVP season. Not this season, obviously, because uh, Shohei and Vlad uh, Jr. did their thing. But is he number three? Maybe. I don't know. Um, Honestly, but I he, might he vote him number very, three. very, very good season. Yeah. He's he's up there in that conversation. And he, he made some adjustments. He is becoming the guy that I, I didn't know that he had this level. So uh, Matt Olson, his value's never been higher. He has two years of control. You can go get the moon for him and just restock your farm system if you want to. Uh, Matt Chapman, the other Matt, could go either way. I could see because 2020, he had hip surgery halfway through the season. And then 2021, he was kind of recovering from that surgery. So he struck out over 200 times and uh, didn't provide like elite power. He hit some bombs, but it wasn't like elite power. And he, he hit 27 like home still. runs. That's, I know, but it wasn't solid. like 40 or 50. It was like 20. If you're striking out 200 times and you give me 20 strikeouts aren't real. A, strikeouts aren't real. They're the same. You're not real, else. Bryce. Well, I know um, that, but. Uh, well, but he also does provide elite defense. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> so th those two guys would be the, the, the shiniest for, you know, the fans of teams that are not the A's that don't watch them on a day to day basis. And I think that for the A's, the big question with Chapman, because he's going to be paid like $8 million in arbitration. So it's not an unfathomable, an unfathomable eight, eight, eight amount. Million? That's yeah, so, low. so low. Yeah. And so uh, low I, for how good he did. We are the Oakland Athletics, Bryce. I know. But still. <laughs> but still. Oh, my gosh. And his strikeout to walk ratio is really good. 88 walks to 113 strikeouts. That's really he solid. He could walk a little bit, but he... He just was not hitting well. And oh no, I'm talking about him Olson. on a day to day. Oh, I'm yeah, talking about Olson. No, no, yeah. he was fantastic. Uh, Chapman on a, you watch him on a day to day basis. He just couldn't lay off pitches down and away, and it. He was easily fooled. He never looked like he was in at. There was stretches where he did not look like he was in at bats. He would just go up there, strike out on three pitches, and walk back. And you're like, what? What the hell is wrong with him? So I think that 2022. He will recover and he will his hip will be better and he will be potentially an MVP candidate because he always is when he's healthy. Uh, and it's just going to be a matter of teams offering up the 2020-2021 version of Matt, Olson, or Matt Chapman uh, packages. 
where the A's want something closer to what they still think he can be and what he has been in like uh, 2018 and 2019. You want to, if you can find a team that can bridge that gap, he's probably out the door as well. And then the A's could trade three fifths of their starting rotation and uh, they, they got some good ones. You got Shamanaya and Chris Bassett, both uh, free agents after the 2022 season. So they'd be the most likely in that scenario just because they only have one year of control. But they also have Frankie Montas, who finally put it all together, finally stayed healthy for an entire season. He had like a 3-5 ERA for the entirety of 2021. 337. Uh, 3.30. Oh, okay, so it was better than that. Um, <laughs> my bad, Frankie. And then if you <laughs> I didn't have out, it up right in front of me, so <laughs> I was not taking it off like, the top of my head. <laughs> But if you take out his couple of big blow-up starts early on in the season, I, don't, I think he had one at the end of June, and that was the latest that he went. He had three big blow-up starts where he gave, gave up like seven runs or whatever. And, uh, you know, whatever, that that happens. That that was part of his game until the second half of the season. But if you take those three starts out, he had like a 2-5 ERA, and it looks like he's figured it out. Uh, you're a Rangers fan. You've seen his splitter at like at, oh at its gosh. peak. He yeah. is a dominant pitcher. He can be some a team's number one. Maybe not like over Garrett Cole or over like some of the elite, elite guys, but for a regular team, for the Rangers, he's their number one pitcher. And so they got three really good starting pitching options that could be out the door as well. And then, you know, if they want to get really down to the studs, they could also trade Sean Murphy because uh, he's very valuable. He's got oh, four years of control. They could so also mean. potentially... It, it would be very mean, but to A's fans, if you, and then you and then you you're, up, you're also trying to uproot the team while you're trading exactly. like the only good young guys you have. Like that's just like it is a great time to. Well, what are they going to re-sign him, Bryce? Get him out. He's Trade got four years. With. He's got four years. You can. Yeah, there's no way they're going to resign him. But uh, they don't resign my, my anybody. Thing is, if you're going to trade guys, trade everybody and just really restock really go for that next competitive window because we've seen the the half in half out kind of thing where when they're bad they're still like a 70 win team or a 75 win team i'm like no I, if you're gonna be bad be bad that's what i hope because then hopefully there is like a middling prospect in there that turns into a solid production guy for the next competitive window and uh you know just just go for it just build up that depth and uh let, let's see the a's compete in like three more years you know, as someone who is currently in the middle of the full tear it down to the studs kind of rebuild, I got to warn you, it's a lot uglier than even you think it is. Like, it is it is incredibly painful to okay, watch Okay, but team. did you do a full tear down to the studs? Because Joey Gallo was still on the team halfway through this season. Yeah, um, and I also watched the back half of the season. It was brutal, <laughs> man. It was brutal. I mean, outside of Joey, they didn't have anybody else to tear it down to the studs, too. They just straight up cut Rugi, a guy who had, like, just completely <laughs> fallen off the table. Like, their whole next well, generation well, of stars. Good, though. He was, for a while. He was pretty good at hitting All home right. runs and and hitting home runs. That was That was it. That was what he did, and he did it pretty well. I mean, the whole... This was supposed to be the next generation. Joey Gallo was supposed to be leading. Actually, well, Jerks and Profar was supposed to be leading this team in the you know 2016 to 2020 era. Like this was supposed to be like the time for like Profar and Odor, and then you'd have Joey Gallo in right field, and then you would have 
uh, Nomar Mazzara as your DH, and you would have uh, Lewis Brinson, or Leody Tavares would already be ready instead of like almost ready that he has been. Um, and Ronald Guzman would be crushing it at first base. And all of those guys just kept on not working out and not working out and not working out. Like the only one who really worked out and turned up to anywhere near his potential, and it's pretty much like the 95th percentile of what you thought Joey Gallo could be, is him. Everybody else kind of just like <laughs> through like bad luck or with in Profar's case injuries or just like somehow in Noah Mazzara, the most like can't miss prospect in like pro or who they thought was like one of the most can't miss prospects of the last like five, six years just didn't get any better and actively got worse as he got older. Hit like exactly 20 run 20 home runs for his first, like I think four seasons. And then just was always a disaster on defense and just like, didn't get any better at the plate. And it was like, everyone was wrong on him. Everyone thought that he was going to be the next big thing. And he just wasn't. So, so now the Rangers are in the midst of a rebuild. It's very hard to be the Rays that are just perpetually rebuilding and always good or the Dodgers who are, you know, doing what the Rays do, except actually spending money. Um, it's very difficult to contend for an entire decade in a row. Even the Yankees kind of had a couple of seasons where they fell off and they have more money than God. They do. It's, it's wild how bad they are sometimes uh, given the resources that no other team has besides them. And I'm, it's just the cachet of being a New York Yankee. And uh, before we send it to our second break, I just am curious. Do you think that Joey Gallo was putting too much pressure on himself or that he just wasn't a fit in New York. What, what do you think happened with his struggle? And I'm not trying to, you know, call out Joey Gallo or anything, but I feel like you would know him better than most Yankee fans would because you watched him for a bunch of seasons. What do you think happened? Um, well, yeah, no, Joey and I are close personal friends. Yes, um, and yes. he told me that the reason that he sucked was because he put his uniform on weird. Um, that's what um, a New Jersey.com guy wrote. So that must be true. No. Um, a large part of it, I talk with Stace about this because I'm like, this is this is not really like that's not Joey. And he had that stretch towards the back half of the season, um, in case you missed it, where he hit like I think 10 home runs in like 10 games. He just was absolutely yeah. on fire. And of course, that was right in the middle of when uh he played the Rangers for the first time um and hit a home run against the Rangers, which I wanted him to, and also made me cry a little bit. Um, not a little <laughs> bit, but a lot bit. Um, but they're trying to hit him leadoff, which like theoretically it, it makes sense. Like Having a leadoff guy yeah. with some pop. Shinsu Chu was a great leadoff guy, and he had like a little bit of pop, like 20-ish to 25 home runs about a season, and uh, walked a whole lot, got on base. Um, he was actually a pretty good base. He still is a pretty good base runner, um, which you don't think for a guy who's 6'5", at his size. But he's a smart base runner. Um, he's on base a whole lot, and he hits bombs. Like, that's a really great idea for a leadoff guy. But he's like, I'm not comfortable in it. Like, I, this is not me. I have not ever done this. Like, mm -hmm. I feel much more comfortable, like, hitting third or fourth or fifth. And so, like, can y'all please hit me there? And for the first, like, month or three weeks or whatever, they were hitting him leadoff. And so he wasn't doing very well. That and all the changes of, like, you know, he's been with the Rangers since 2012. So, like, it's, it's a big change for him. So I think that's part of the reason why. Um, also I'm sure he put a lot of pressure on himself because he grew up a Yankees fan. Not that like all kids aren't like, Oh, I'm a Yankees fan. But like his family is from, uh, they immigrated from Italy to New York and were like big Yankees fans growing up. So I know wearing the pins rights mean, meant a lot to him, means a lot to him. Yeah. Um, even though it hurts my feelings personally, 
But um, I think all that contributed. And then like he kind of he found it towards the back half of the stretch. But he got he got so much unreasonable flack um, in you know wherever he goes because he strikes out a lot and because people are still thinking it's the 1920s. Like, oh, well, his batting average. He's only hitting 216. He sucks. And it's like, do you know that there's so much more? Did you watch? Did you not watch Moneyball? It's on base. It's on base. It is That's on base. And he led the American League in walks this year. He also had, I think, 37 or 38 home runs this season. He also is, did he just win it or he, he won a gold glove last year? And I think he's. Oh, no idea. I think he won. I'm, I'm not sure if they announced it yet for this year, but he's a finalist. They, and I think they he announced the gold gloves okay. uh, on Sunday night, I believe. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, you're I have right. no idea who won. I know that uh, the A's got a couple and, you know, with Chapman and uh, Sean Murphy, but I legitimately do not care about the awards. Yeah. They're, they're kind of, for the most part, they can, they can be um, erroneously awarded. Um, well, and also if, if the A's aren't in the awards, then I, I really, Oh, Freddie Freeman and Jose Abreu won in the shortened season. Don't care. Does it even count? <laughs> No. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it does. It, it does. I, I just it, like it being counts uh, a little bit. Yeah. It, it counts less, but it still counts a little bit. But um, yeah, let's take this quick break here, this word from our sponsors, and then we come back. We'll have all kinds of, of, of fun oh. things. I, I have a question for you when we come back. This is going to be fun. <laughs> and we are back. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you that are listening to the podcast and not watching the YouTube feed, um, we said, yeah, we'll be right back. And then he took a beat and then said, we're right back. And well, uh, that's I said we'd be right back funny. and I meant it. Yeah. <laughs> Literally right back. We deliver on promises here at Locked On, you guys. <laughs> you, you gosh darn also, right. I got to say, thank you, Bryce, for making Locked On A's your first lesson each and every day because Locked On A's is free and available on all platforms. You know, I, I love doing that for you, and uh, I appreciate you making Locked On Rangers your first listen of the day. Um, big appreciator of your work. I, I know that you appreciate mine. Oh, every day. Every day. <laughs> first thing in the morning, I'm like, what's Bryce up to? What's he talking about? It, mm -hmm. It's a good time. But I do want to know what you're talking about. That was loud. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> the, the, the Rangers GM, who is not John Daniels, I learned that yesterday, I believe. Um, it's Chris Young, the tall guy that used to be a pitcher. He's uh, in the Rangers front office. Totally mm -hmm. forgot about that. I yeah, remember that hearing that news, and I think, then I just put it out. I think it was the start of the 2020 season. It's that been it's been, been a minute. Um, yes, but he, but you know, people still season. think that Billy Bean is the GM of the A's, and he hasn't been for years. So you know, same sort of thing. Well, but uh, so you know, John Daniels kind of knows what he's doing. Sometimes he does. On he paper, does. he knows what he's doing in the actual plan and like adjusting, I think he's done fine. He's, it doesn't matter. We're not getting into John Daniels discussion. The current GM of the Texas Rangers. He's said, the president oh, of baseball Ed. operations. So he's yes. still in charge. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's still totally in charge. But uh, <laughs> Chris Young said, quote, time to buy stock in the Texas Rangers, end quote. And uh, stonks, memes, <laughs> rocket ships, are the Rangers going to the moon are you buying stock in the Texas Rangers this offseason? Am I buying stock for next year? Um, yes. Well, 
I no, I'm not buying stock for now. <laughs> I'm buying stock for like several years down the road. Um, the good thing about buying stock in the Rangers right now is it's dirt cheap because they are terrible. They are quite terrible. So, so the, the stocks, like they have nowhere to go but up. Literally, like the worst record in baseball, I think, over the past two seasons combined. Um, I think so. Depending on how much worse the Pirates were than the Rangers last in 2020. I'm not sure. Record, um, sure, it's close. But I don't know. The Pirates at least had like some bright spots like at the end of the season, still good players on their team. Um, like really good players, not just like, yeah, pretty good. Like there's a lot of pretty good. I don't want to say a lot of, there's a few pretty good players on the Rangers left, but like next year is going to be bad. You don't lose a hundred games and then immediately come back. That like, that yeah. does not happen. It's, it's happened. Like I think once where a team lost a hundred games and then made the postseason the next year. And I believe it was the Minnesota twins. Um, and you know, happened in the last like 10 years so of course they got swept out of the first round because that's what the twins do <laughs> in the postseason but they still made the playoffs if you told me today that the rangers would be in the playoffs this upcoming season and be swept out of the first round i'd be like hell yeah i will take that in a heartbeat yeah. but no on board um, if you're buying stock for next season you're going to be sad it honestly yeah. doesn't matter who they get next year unless they get like all three of those big shortstops, all like three really good starting pitchers. Um, and then like a couple of outfield bats, like they're still going to be bad. Probably not a hundred loss bad next year, but still at least 90 to 95 losses. I think it takes multiple years to get out of the rebuild. And there are some good young players on the way. Josh Young's going to be pretty good, but he's also still going to be a rookie. Cole Wynn, who's their top pitching prospect might be up around the midpoint or towards the end of next season. But again, he's still going to be a rookie, even though he'll probably be a pretty decent one. He's still going to be a rookie. So I don't know. It, next year is still going to be rough. And I appreciate Chris Young's confidence in himself um, in that. And they've also talked a lot about like, we're going to spend a whole bunch of money. And I'm like, you have not spent a whole lot, bunch of money since signing Shinsu Chu in 2014. And that contract yeah, just I, came off I the books something... this year that they could be spending like a hundred million dollars for the 2022, like a hundred, like adding a hundred million dollars for next year's payroll. I think that, is what that, I, is that what I read? Um, that's or is the, it just like in contracts this off season? That's the, those are that's two the top very different level. Things. No, no, no. I think, I think that is what they're aiming for because okay. you know how much payroll is, is on there for next year. Like nothing, yeah. like basically okay. nothing. It's all guys who are arbitration eligible, um, or, you know, not even eligible for arbitration yet. So they're still earning league minimum. Like yeah. there are basically no contracts for next year. Like, but the last time they spent more than $30 million on a contract was like I said, Shin Su Chu in 2014. And that $30 million contract was three years, 30 million for Lance Lynn, which was a bargain. And they will need something kind of close to that of like reclaiming some of those gently used pitchers, um, and kind of turning them around like they done with Kyle Gibson, Mike Miner and Lance Lynn. Um, and turning them into Dane Dunning. Yeah. Yeah. Dane Dunning's a really yeah. solid starter. Like he had he's about, he's like, he's pretty solid. And for a young guy, you got five years control of him that might end up being more valuable than the, what it was like, I think when just one year of control that they gave year, right? Um, yeah. yeah. But he signed an extension um, yeah. to go be with them. But like they had a good relationship with him. 
Um, there was some thought that he might think about coming back to Texas um, had he not signed that extension just because they liked it. He liked it here so much. Same with Kyle Gibson. He loved it here, but obviously he was a good pitcher. And so there is no room for you to be good here um, for nothing. So go try and be good for the Phillies. Um, didn't work out quite as well for the Phillies, but like, you know, he was still solid. I think San Diego could have used him a whole lot, but you know, yeah, that's neither here nor there. But yeah. So- in reading over uh, MLB, I, I don't know why I keep calling them Major League Baseball trade rumors. It's MLB <laughs> trade rumors, you guys. I've said it the last two episodes. It's very annoying to me. I don't know why. I've never said Major League Baseball trade rumors before two days ago. But they did their top 50 free agents and the predictions. They ranked them, and then they predicted where these guys I would end up. I'm yes. I'm laughing for a reason, not laughing at you. But like I was playing every time I hear MLB trade rumors, I was uh, I was playing Rocket Leagues with this guy with, with some random guy and like a couple of my friends, and we were down like five goals and like a minute left. And just in the chat, he's just like, "Would anyone like to discuss MLB trade rumors?" Like, <laughs> I'm like what is this guy? The so, site in general. Just MLB trade rumors. I don't. I don't know. He didn't provide more context. I just said yes, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, I got nothing else." So every time I hear that, and randomly with my friends, I'm like, "Would you like to discuss MLB trade rumors?" <laughs> uh, I, I mean, there was definitely a time before I started like actually following stuff where I'd be like, "You, you got to type something into Google to find out what you want." And you're like, "I don't know." MLB rumors. MLB. Tra- it literally the the name of their site is what I would be typing. So that I could find out what the A's were up to. And uh, yeah, there you go. Get those keywords, everybody. Um, but they, <laughs> there was a few guys of note that they said could end up on the Texas Rangers this offseason. I'm going to read them to you. One of these guys don't have a lot of intel on because he is uh, from an international league. But we're going to say, hey, which one do you think is going to sign with the Rangers? Which two, three? How many guys are signing with them? So let's go over these names real quick. We got Trevor Story of the Colorado Rockies. Well, not anymore. He's a free agent. Uh, pretty good guy. Pretty good player. Then you got Nick Castellanos. Very nice bet. Kind of okay on defense, but nice offense. Nice offensive addition right there. Then you got Javi Elite. Baez. Nick Castellanos, elite meme maker. Elite. Yes. Unmatched. Every single home and there's a drive by Nick Cassius in left field. Oh my gosh. Literally it might be the greatest baseball meme this century. Yeah. Oh no. We'd have so much fun with that if he was in the AL West. Uh, <laughs> Javi Baez is third on that list and a couple of people put him on the Rangers. We'll get into that in a sec. Uh, then there's Sia, Sia? Uh, Suzuki. Um, I believe he was playing in the uh, in Japan. He was with Japan, the yeah. Hiroshima. I was like the Japanese league. Yes. Um, yeah, Nippon Professional Baseball. He's been with Hiroshima uh, since uh, 2013 when he was 18. So he's 26 years old. Going to be 27 this yeah. season. Um, yeah, very, very much um, excited about that guy. Yeah, and then there is a uh, some guy, Kershaw. Is that how you say it? Is it Kershaw? Kershaw. Uh, <laughs> Well, like in cars. Kershaw. <laughs> Clayton Kershaw, everybody. Uh, that is another player that is being projected to potentially go to the Texas Rangers. And I'm not saying that he's going to the Rangers because uh, who's the, the guy that does all the these types of things for the athletic? Uh, is it Bill Bowden? 
Is that Jim Bowden? Oh, is that the Jim, guy? Jim Bowden, Ralph. Yes. Yeah, it, that's the guy. Uh, he definitely did a similar piece after MLB Trade Rumors put theirs out. And I was like, hey, I'm going to read this. Who's going to the A's? It's nobody. Spoiler. <laughs> um, <laughs> you got to spend money to sign free agents, so not the A's. Yeah, it is not them. But uh, he said, Dodgers, Dodgers, Dodgers. Those are the three teams for Clayton Kershaw. And <laughs> and uh, so apparently he thinks that it's the Dodgers or he didn't put any effort into it whatsoever. <laughs> Which one do you think it was? Um, and MLB <laughs> trade rumors had for Clayton Kershaw. And, uh, you know, so I thought that. And also no Dodgers. I think the Phillies were the other team that they had him on. So what? No. Um, of these... Of no. these five players, which one do you want the most? And who do you think of all of these five players? You can choose all five if you want to. How many of them are ending up on the Texas Rangers for 2022? Go Bryce Patrick. Um, Okay, so you said Story, who is a uh, uh, Arling, or Irving native, um, which is where the Cowboys used to play before they got their new stadium in uh, Jerry World. Um, so he's honestly number three of the big three shortstops i don't even put javi baez in that category i don't think javi baez is signing with the rangers he is number five of the um, big five yeah um of the of this five number one um i gotta say kershaw like it's the emotional appeal like i absolutely love clayton kershaw like all the time the last few years before vince scully retired um whenever i started getting mlb tv i would stay up late and watch clayton kershaw pitch and one of the greatest broadcasters in the history of sports would be calling one of the greatest pitchers in the history of sports. And he is from my hometown. Like he grew up and went to the same high school that my mom went to and her parents went to, like it is a very personal connection. And also he's one of the greatest pitchers of all time. Like that too. Um, plus he'd have a huge impact on all these young guys like Dane Dunning, like Taylor Hearn, like the young guys that are going to be coming up eventually with Jack Leiter and um, like I said, Cole Wynn. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's number one. Um, and just story... real quick, since, we, since we're talking about your mom, um, um, Becky Patrick, who I, I'm sure. Oh, she my gosh. Uh, how's how's yeah. it going, Becky? Um, if you want a, a like on Twitter from Becky Patrick, all you got to do is make fun Hold of her on. son on Twitter. Hold on. Uh, uh, speaking, actually speaking of my mom, thank you for reminding me of this. It's uh, this will be going up on Thursday for me. So this is November 11th. It is my mom's birthday. So happy birthday, mom. Love you. Um, I guess I will see you later tonight. Uh, if you've listened to this today, if not, then it's a happy belated birthday, but I've told you in person. So uh, I'll and, be sure to cover that base, but yeah. Want to give and a shout Becky, out to uh, happy birthday from locked on A's. I also love you. Uh, <laughs> Like the, it, like the uh, like the older legit, son she never had. <laughs> um, but legitimately though, when I make fun of you on Twitter, it, it, like a light jab, and she likes it, it makes me so happy. It really does. <laughs> um, yeah. like, I, I just get the notification, Becky Patrick, like this. I'm like, thanks, Becky. But that, that really so very happy oh birthday gosh. to to the one, the only Becky Patrick. Mm -hmm. Yes, she is uh, the number one fan. Uh, of mine, which I appreciate it. It's nice to have that. But anyway, uh, we were talking about, I completely forgot, uh, Clayton Kershaw and how much I love him yes. and Highland Park. That's where we got derailed. There we go. I can always there pinpoint the Good. the trail of my derailment. Um, okay, so you had Javi Bias is fifth. Uh, Clayton's mm -hmm. number one. Um, 
who is the there's uh, some other there, there, and Castellanos. Uh, uh okay yeah, and Suzuki and, or the other Suzuki. Two. Okay. Um Castellanos, I had to put number two. Um for meme ability like alone, like that is like top tier. I would have something that brought me almost as much joy as a Joey Gallo home run. Like that's about as close as you can get, especially when they're uh was it to is it to left field? I'm assuming because he's more pole happy yes, guy. Yes, it was still uh, left field. And there's a drive by Castellanos left. Like every single time, it would be amazing. Also, he keeps <laughs> doing it during these like big moments, like of games and whatever. Like it's just he has impeccable timing. Also, maybe a bunch of bad things will start happening to me while when Castellanos is, is is homering. But you know what? If it continues the meme, I will suffer through those things just because I will laugh through the misery. Like, oh, Nick, you got to stop homering. My leg fell off. Come on, man. But I think it'd be worth it. Um, so I had to put him number two. Um, Suzuki, uh, I have just only recently learned about him, but I am thrilled with what he has done. Uh, this year, he put up 38 home runs in uh, the MPB. Um, he was a gold glover, had eight. 1075 ops um and on base of three or 436 hit 320 um had more walks than strikeouts 88 walks and 87 strikeouts um those are all the things that you look for in guys in um lesser quality leagues than uh, maybe baseball to be doing well that might make them succeed in this league um he has 189 career home runs um excuse me 182 in the highest level there I guess he has seven um, of the lower level when he was rehabbing or whatever in uh, 900 games. So the powers really come on the last couple of years. Didn't hit as many when he was like 18, 19, 20, which, you know, happens because you're 18, 19, 20. You're less big boy strong than you are lately. But he hit uh, 25 home runs in 118 games last year, 28 the year before, um, and 30 the year before that. So he's been above 25 home runs at least since 2016. So that's a lot of consistency in that power coming on since he turned 21. So I like him. I would put him number three on this list. He is going to be 27. Um, Cassianus is, what, 30, I think? I think that's right. Sure. Um, that sounds about right. Anyway, he, he, we'll say that's right. Um, you could double-check me, but, um, you know, eh, why would we, why would we do that? Stuff. I'm nodding into the camera. <laughs> important nodding stuff i gotta make that eye contact but yeah i think suzuki would be third um if it wasn't for the memes i'd put him above castellanos but like the memes are a strong consider a strong consideration when your team sucks like just something goofy that makes you happy a whole lot you like that's fun. that's like some serious consideration like i hate that i'm saying that but it kind of is um so uh, then he will be 30 for next season correct boom I am a genius. Uh, just um, in case you wanted to wish him a happy birthday, it's March 4th. Um, I'll, I'll write that on my calendar if he is a Texas Ranger. If not, with, then with little hearts around I'll it. just uh, – <laughs> something like that. If not, then I'll just hit a drive to deep left field yeah, <laughs> to honor it. his spirit. Um, <laughs> then fourth, I would say Trevor Story. Um, of the like the big three, like Javi Baez has been a pretty good player, but he is very clearly on the decline. He's got some big holes in his game. He's very fun. Very exciting. Made some really fun plays that made who was it that he made look really stupid in that play? Oh, was it uh, did the he Pirates do that? first baseman? Oh, it was the Pirates. Later, it was the Pirates uh, that he did it too. Yeah. And then they oh. let go of him. And I think that he ended up in like Korea. 
Yeah, I, I may have made the last part up, but they definitely like DFA'd him shortly thereafter. I felt you got to DFA him like that. Like you pull him from the game. Like you are done. Like you don't get to play bait. Like that is just an all time stupid and uh, delightful moment. So that's why he's. But biased. I had also read that his defense was actually really, really good. It was just like a two second mental thing. And I was like, oh, that poor guy. Yeah, uh, that's I'm... all that he's going to be remembered for. And he'd actually been pretty solid. So. Yeah, it's a bummer. But oh, well. uh, story is is fourth. Um, I have concerns about how long he's going to hold up at, at shortstop. He is the oldest of those big three. Um, I believe he's twenty nine um, this year, and Correa is like twenty six or twenty seven. Um, and Seager's a little bit older than uh, Correa. Um, Seager would be my top choice. Um, I don't want the stink of someone involved in that Houston cheating scandal. Who <laughs> I really liked before. Like I really liked uh, Carlos Correa. I really like genuinely thought he was a great dude. And then he started leaning into the whole heel thing. And like, it's just like, okay, like you're being a D bag. Like it's, yeah, it's not cute. Like I know it's going to endear you to Houston, but you know, you're going to leave them after this year. They offered you a five-year deal. It's like, I am very intrigued to see how, if he, assuming he does not sign with Houston. Oh, he's if not. He goes there's, to like there's Detroit, no way. Detroit's one team that could be, going after his services because they're still you know they're on the up and up um how those fans treat their new free agent acquisition i assume that they'll love him especially if it's detroit because they're like hey we spent big money this is our new guy but mm-hmm. i mean, the I mean Yankee, they, they like brought in the aj Yankees hinch got him, they brought yeah, in aj and, hinch so i mean true. that's why the connection make makes sense. sense also they're going to be spending a bunch of money also their shortstop is terrible also their whole entire offense was just ghastly it was robbie grossman and that was it no it was robbie grossman and then a little bit of um oh who was their rookie akil badu um yeah he was good super fell off a table like it always goes to see it kind of fell off the table in the in the back half (laughs) but like akil badu like fell off the table like onto the curb like roll all the way down the hill of the street like he fell off super hard um i still think he's gonna be a pretty good player but like man that back half was really rough for him. He started super well though, but um, yeah, you told me in like May that he wouldn't even be like a top five rookie of the year candidate. I would have been like, that's kind of nuts. Um, Wild, right? Well, that, that's what happens every year though. There's always some guy that gets out to like a hot start and then you're like, okay. And then maybe they're an all-star, maybe they're not. And then, uh, then they suck. That's <laughs> baseball every year, buddy. That's the way Boom. baseball go. All right. So I got one last question. Um, what is one big move that you think that the Rangers will make? What 100% certainty is going down. Uh, please don't let it be Clayton Kershaw because we already talked about that. Um, <laughs> or, you know, what, what is the one thing that you're hoping for as a Ranger, uh, you know, aficionado for hmm. this offseason? It doesn't have to be an acquisition, but, you know, something that you're looking for as a, as a Ranger person. Um, well, I mean, obviously I'm looking forward to uh, Josh Young being, a Texas Ranger next year. That's going to be really fun for me. Um, there's also a chance his uh, his younger brother, Jace Young, uh, who plays, I think, second base at Tech. Um, yeah, Jason Josh. Jace and Josh Young. Uh, Young is spelled with a J in case you didn't know. Yes. J-J-U-N-G. Um, all the, the, the JJs. There's a chance that he will be who the Rangers pick with the number three overall pick in next year's draft because he is also super good at baseball but uh gosh of the guy we already talked about most everybody that i'm you know super excited for but actually you know what i'm actually going to talk about um 
hitting coach, the new hitting coach and the new um, offensive coordinator. Um, I honestly can't remember their names. You can help me <laughs> um, look them up. But like, sorry, I'm like, I can tell you all about these guys, but I forget like the names. I, that's the weird part of my ADD brain is like, oh yeah, I can tell you all about this guy. Uh, like I, I'll meet somebody like, yeah, I can tell you everything about that conversation. Like, yeah, they went to high school here. Um, they graduated and, and this year they <laughs> went to this college and majored in this. And then they moved here and they, you know, have some friends, whatever. What's the person's name? I don't know. Um, but um, Tim Hires. Tim Hires is the new hitting coach who they got from Boston, okay. um, but the new bench coach who is also their offensive coordinator, who is the former Giants hitting coach. So like offensive uh, coordinator in this sense is like basically redesigning their entire like, hitting program. Um, if you can look that up. While was I'm it uh, about Hensley Mullins? No, no, no. Um, no, okay. Not that far um, back. Uh, I, I just uh, typed, well, first off, I typed in Rangers new coach, and then I got a bunch of East Coast bias with the New York Rangers, and I was like, no, wrong um, team. Again, go. use your keywords, but, uh, friends. Uh, Texas Rangers is what I'm looking for. Uh, it's not Don Wakamatsu. Dang it. I'm looking in my notes. Uh, oh, my Ecker. gosh. That's the one. Donnie Ecker. Yeah. Sorry, Donnie Ecker. I was looking uh, for names in all these, in these headlines. Thank you. Like, nope, I know who that is. Thank yes. you. I appreciate it. Um, Wakamatsu was there from uh, – he was a bench coach since 2018 and had been a part of the organization for a long time. But Ecker, like, really revolutionized the Giants' offense, like – they were among the worst at hitting fastballs like the year before he got there. And then he did away with pitching, like uh, with coaches throwing batting practice and started using pitching machines. And they mm -hmm. saw a whole lot of improvement against hitting his fastballs. And so I think that combined with getting a guy who has been coaching a very good uh, Boston Red Sox offense since uh, I believe yeah. 2018. Um, not that the Rangers have the personnel that's that's quite as good as the Red Sox, but like you also have to have a good hitting coach to help them do well. Um, and would you have would you have argued that they that Giants had the personnel going into twenty twenty one? Probably not. They had Darren Ruff. They went out and got well, uh, what's his face lights out or after dark. Uh, the junior guy, I forget his name now. Baseball's uh, over, and I forgot everything that I learned in twenty twenty one. Yeah, he was but really they, they had a bunch of old Lamont Wade Jr. There you that's go. That's the one. That's the one. Yeah, no, they had a bunch of old guys who were like considerably like past their prime that all had career seasons. Buster Posey, yeah. um, which we now realize part of that was him just completely emptying the tank because he knew that he was going to be done after this year. Um, Brandon Belt absolutely bounced back. Brandon Crawford bounced back as well. Evan Longoria, um, like hasn't been good since he got to San Francisco, I think. <laughs> like, not yeah. disrespecting him, but like he kind of fell off. Um, but all these guys took huge steps forward and I'm like, okay, well, the Rangers don't have these guys who have had as good a careers as, you know, well, nobody has a guy who's had a good career as Buster Posey, really. Um, they don't have anybody like Brandon Belt, like Brandon Crawford, like an Evan Longoria with that track record of like being good once that, you know, have fallen off and get them to take next steps. But, you know, they also did pretty well with some of the younger guys. Um, I'm trying to think of Wade Lamont Jr. is, is obviously one of them. Um, Talkman didn't, didn't work as well, but, um, where am I, who's the other guy? Is it just Wade Lamont Jr. that I'm thinking of that really had a breakout year? Um, Lamont Wade. Lamont Wade. Maybe I was doing the, the comma first name, last name, first thing. Um, whatever. Uh, Darren Ruff was good. They had a bunch of guys that just were yeah. like, oh, that guy. Okay, cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so like the Rangers have guys that like have shown, like they've shown promise. Like Nathaniel Lowe has shown promise. If he can hit. That's the thing I'm I'm most excited about because 
Nathaniel yes. Lowe couldn't hit fastballs. He could hit breaking balls. He could recognize spin, um, off-speed stuff. He was pretty good against, couldn't hit fastballs. Um, so if he can hit fastballs, he'll be really stinking good. Nick Solak hasn't quite lived up to his potential. I don't know if he has a starting spot, depending on where they move IKF, um, or maybe they start him at second and IKF comes off the bench. Willie Calhoun is a guy who just has had bad luck through injuries and whatever. When he's been healthy, hasn't been able to quite put it together. And so was a huge, huge hitting pro- prospect with the Dodgers who the Rangers got for you Darvish all those years ago. And he's just like one thing after another. So I think they can help with that. Um, I'm excited to see what this offense does next year, because it was really rough this year, um, especially when Joey Gallo was gone, but they've got pretty much nowhere to go, but up. So yeah, I guess that's the thing I'm most looking forward to next year for the Rangers. What about you? What are you most looking forward to next year from the A's? You can, you can say nothing. Um, it would be kind of wrong, but you can, you can I, say I have nothing. not no reason to be excited right now. Uh, let's <laughs> see what, ha- okay. Because I'm pretty sure they'll still be on the team. And that is not something that I can say about a lot of guys because they have 13 free agents. So they're looking for like half a new team and then they might trade another five or six. So there's one guy that I know will be on this team and that is Seth Brown. And is he somebody to get super excited about? I don't know. But he did have the same home run per plate appearance rate that Matt Olson had this year. So can he hit lefties? That's my question. I want him to hit lefties and become a bigger part of the A's offense. Uh, That's what I want. And maybe hit for more average. I know that we don't talk about hitting for average, but if you can become a little bit more. You can't even say that. You're an an A's podcast. You can't even say the words batting average. It's like a a worse than a swear. Here's the reason that I do say batting average is because yes, on base is wonderful. Is it because you're a bad boy and you don't care about the rules? Yeah, I'm such a bad boy. Um, (laughs) Because as a... (laughs) We're going to cut that out, put that afterwards too. Um, because I've watched the A's for the last 21 years. I mean, I've watched them since Moneyball and uh, I, before Moneyball too, but you know, just timeline doesn't matter. Anyways, I've seen them do it the way that they've been doing it. And other teams have won using Moneyball principles, but you just watch a team like the Houston Astros. It's because they can put the ball in play. They can get those hits. And if you can go first to third, as opposed to getting hit or having a walk and going, just moving the guy over to second base, that puts more pressure on the pitcher. And so that's why I think batting average does play a role. You do want guys that can hit the ball occasionally and hit a little bit higher than, you know, 220 or 230. If you can get somebody that hits 260, 270, I'm a little bit more excited about that player because it, regardless of if the on base is the same or not, I think that uh, having the batting average helps a little bit in certain situations where if they come up with the bases loaded and they get a walk, sure. But if they get a base hit, that could be three runs as opposed to one. There is a difference for me in those scenarios. And I think that that's kind of where the A's have been falling a little bit more flat of late. And so that's why batting average matters a little bit to this guy. Well, but also Seth Brown, keep, keep an eye on Seth Brown. You're, you're a darn, <laughs> you're a darn fool. And, and because we have different opinions, I, I now hate you. Um, we are sworn enemies for life. <laughs> I know, but you, I've, I've watched the Astros too many times. Just keep getting singles and then putting up seven runs. You don't have to get a bunch of home runs all the time. 
there are different ways it's to easier construct to get, an offense. It's easier to get singles when you know what's coming. I mean, uh, they don't do that anymore. True. Just kidding. <laughs> completely exonerated. Yeah. Uh, never, uh, never done totally. a bad thing. Ever. But the other thing <laughs> that I am most excited about is subscribing to the Locked On Texas Rangers podcast because Bryce Patterick does a fantastic job each and every day on YouTube. Um, so subscribe to the subscribe to that if you don't because he's wonderful and you get to see that face if you're already on youtube check out that face and if you're not on <laughs> youtube yet oh man are you in for a treat yeah it's so even even a face in 1080 Rangers. now um <laughs> i don't know if i'll do it for the next episode but like i don't know this one felt special i, I felt like you know the higher resolution um <laughs> meant higher quality content i don't know something like that but also I, go I'm worried subscribe about to how this Hayes. is coming through Yes, subscribe to my podcast too. But I mean, but also <laughs> to Locked On Rangers. This this one right here, um, that one right there, or you know, down if you're uh, there. There, as there well. we go. Pointing pointing yeah. is good. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Not that's the one that you're blocking with your head. <laughs> your beautiful, beautiful head. Uh, yeah. Also, subscribe to Locked On A's wherever you like to hear podcasts. We're on YouTube as well. So many subscribers. It's going so well. It's blowing up to the moon, all that stuff. <laughs> um, also, thank you guys so much for making Locked On A's and Locked On Rangers, or you know, either or. I guess you're not listening to both of these uh, all the way through. Um, thank you not guys for making dude. either of these podcasts uh, your first listen of the day. Now go make uh, Locked On Bets. Let's say Locked On Bets, your second listen of the day. They're giving you guys all the advice you need to make all of the best bets and make all of the monies. Uh, that's Locked On Bets, and you can find them free and available on all platforms. Bryce, where can the people find you on social media, and what are you up to lately? Well, uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter.com at uh, Bryce Patterick. That's Bryce and I, Patterick with no C. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see it there. Um, I am, well, I guess I'm mostly tweeting about dumb things, as always. Um, college football a lot on Saturdays. Um, Ted Lasso, for sure. Ted Lasso. Um, I'll, you know, rewatch Ted Lasso like uh, way too often. So um, <laughs> it's, it's going to be a long time since the next season. So I need to pace myself. Um, but you know, all kinds of good stuff. Where can the fine folks listening to Locked On Rangers find you and your work, Mr. Jason Burke? I mean, I'm on this podcast a lot. Uh, <laughs> this being the, the Rangers podcast. Um, Locked On A's is the name of the show. Subscribe to it wherever you like to hear podcasts. We're on all the platforms. Uh, I am at by Jason B on Twitter. And if you guys have any questions, locked on flex at gmail.com. We, uh, uh, my wife and I are like six weeks away from a baby. So fill up Woo-hoo. my mailbag, please. So I can get ahead of some content. Um, <laughs> and then also the, the show is at locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. So that is, uh, those are all of those plugs, but uh, I guess without further ado, I'll do my sign off and you do your sign off. And then uh, we'll see who's is better. You guys can vote down in the comments below on, on YouTube, but uh <laughs> That's all that I got for you guys today. So until next time, go out and celebrate good times, Oakland. And I will talk at you tomorrow. And then you do yours and this will be fun. (laughs) That'll do it for this edition of Locked on Rangers. And until next time, don't forget to enjoy baseball. Oh, that's nice. That's so sweet. Um, (laughs) It's it's also a reminder for myself as well as my guests, as well as my (laughs) listeners. So it's kind of a reminder for all of us because, you know, you can forget to enjoy baseball. Um, getting yeah. pent up and all watching the rangers yes yeah <laughs> enough for our actual oh. outro peace outie <laughs> i love you becky